Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 120. We go. Hello, folks. Welcome to episode 120 of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty. Man, what a depressing week this has been. Bookends. Two big celebrity deaths. Can you know, like, people stop killing themselves? Ugh, very sad. And with hanging, both Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain have been reported to have hung themselves. Once you take that leap, there's no going back. I read a story somewhere online. I think I might have been, maybe even heard about it on Dateline. There was a famous person or a famous person's wife who committed suicide via hanging. But the autopsy showed that there was a lot of scratch marks around her neck, and her own DNA was under her fingernails, which they concluded she had second thoughts and ended up wanting to change her mind and try to fight it off and try to fight free. But you can't do that when your body weight is being hung and supported by your neck. So it just even makes it more creepy that Kate Spade was reported to have been hung on a doorknob. So for her to end that, if her wanted to change her mind, all she did do was stand up. But no, she sat there for God knows how long, enduring this pain, and... uh because she wanted out. It's very scary. Mental health is no joke. Yeah. You know, Robin Williams hung himself, and that was somebody who I've always watched growing up. And for this guy who had it all, and these people, Anthony and Kate, who had it all to end their lives like this, it just shows you, you know, money can't buy you happiness. We don't know what people are going through. You know, so it's even more evidence that we should just be nice to each other. Stop being assholes. Stop being jerks. You know, me personally, I've had some dark, low, down days of depression and being sad and lonely and this and that, a lot of stuff going on. But I would never in a million years fathom committing suicide, killing myself. You know, I have thought about how I would, you know, if I were to. And no plan I was comfortable with. Not only because I don't want to deal with pain and suffering and knowing I'm going to die. I just couldn't do that to my family and friends and loved ones. So for these people to do that, to just escape themselves, not think about their kids, their wives, their girlfriends, their husbands, whoever. Man, I can't even fathom what they were dealing with. So, you know, like I said, if you know anybody... Who's going through a hard time, checking on them. Or if you are going through a hard time, there is help out there. So make sure you reach out. Suicide is not the answer. And, uh, damn. What a great, uplifting way to start the show. Ugh, jeez. How do we move on from that? Ain't nothing to it but to do it. So let's get into this week's shot of wrestling replay. So as we prepare for Money in the Bank, you know, I decided to go back and look at the very first ever Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Happened on July 18th, 2010. From Kansas City, Missouri. Kane defeated the big show, Christian. Cody Rhodes, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, and Matt Hardy to win the SmackDown Money in the Bank ladder match for the World Heavyweight Championship contract in 26 minutes, 18 seconds. Alicia Fox defeated my girl Eve Torres to retain the Divas Championship in 5 minutes, 52 seconds. The Hart Dynasty defeated the Usos to retain the Unified Tag Team Championships in 5 minutes and 53 seconds. Rey Mysterio defeated Jack Swagger to retain the World Heavyweight Championship in 10 minutes, 43 seconds. Wasting no time, Kane cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase to defeat Rey Mysterio to win the World Heavyweight Championship in 54 seconds. Layla defeated Kelly Kelly to retain the Women's Championship in 3 minutes 53 seconds. The Miz defeated Chris Jericho, Edge, 
Evan Bourne, John Morrison, Mark Henry, Randy Orton, and Ted DiBiase Jr. to win the Raw Money in the Bank ladder match for a WWE Championship contract in 20 minutes, 26 seconds. And in the main event, Sheamus defeated John Cena in a steel cage to retain the WWE Championship in 23 minutes, 19 seconds. As we all know why now, this happened in July 18th. November 22nd of that year, The Miz cashed in on Randy Orton to win the WWE Championship. Miz won the contract, like I just said, in July. Myself, Green Man, a couple of our friends were sitting in a hotel room in Phoenix, Arizona for WrestleMania 26 weekend. Drinks were flowing. Everyone was feeling nice, having a good time, getting ready to go out. I think we are going to a casino that night. And, you know, Green Man's jawjacking. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how he even came up. You know, our friend Jonathan's an instigator, so he likes to egg people on. That is... Blurted out out of nowhere that you wait and see that the Miz will be champion within a year. This is back in April, three months before the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, before it even was probably announced yet. I don't know why I said that. Just pull it out of thin air. Totally pull it out of my ass. The Southern Comfort was flowing. This is before Jack Daniel Honey was invented. Yeah, just pull it out of my ass. And the bet was, our friend Jonathan was again, once again instigating, that if I lost next year WrestleMania, WrestleMania 27, I would have to dress up as Green Man too. Being going shirtless... Painting myself all green. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Plus, I got love handles. It's not a, it's not an attractive scene, what I'm working with. But then I was asked, what, why won't if I win? Once again, Jonathan chimed in, being Mr. Instigator. Well, if Putty wins, he owns the rights to Green Man. Man, July 18th, marked out. November 22nd, 2010, marked out even harder. That's when your boy here, Michael J. Putty, won the rights to Green Man. What has it done for me? Nothing. Green Man has not abided by these rules. So I'm letting him do that for now. But just know, I own you, Green Man. Never forget. But yeah, that's money in the bank in a nutshell. This year's Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank 2018. Make sure you hop on down to the Crown Room on Bell Boulevard and Bayside, Queens, as we host our monthly viewing party. Once again, there is no cover, but there will be drink specials, food specials. So come on down. Watch Money in the Bank with a bunch of other wrestling fans. Chance, cheer, boo. It's a good time. Fun is had by all, although it is Sunday. Let's postpone the dreaded Monday morning work blues. You know, have some fun. Sunday night. Crown Room, Bell Boulevard, Bayside, Queens. Be there. Anyway, moving on. As for me, my car needs to get inspected. So... Made an appointment with my mechanic, brought my car in to get my inspection. Good news is the car passed. I was also having trouble with my, the trunk doesn't work. My trunk doesn't open with a key fob. My trunk doesn't open if I press the button on the interior door. The only way my trunk opens is if I manually use it with a key. You're like, what is this, 1980s? I don't got time for that. My hands are full. Let me press the fucking button. No, it doesn't work. Each and every time I got to use the fucking key to open my trunk. I told him about that. I noticed that when I was turning, my right turn signal was blinking really fast. I didn't really know that meant. I don't know what that means. I never experienced that before. So I asked somebody, and they said, my bulb is going out. Brought it to my mechanic. It's very intermediate. It goes in and out. It just, it's very finicky. Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't. Sometimes it'll blink really fast, then stop blinking really fast. Sometimes it'll be normal, then start blinking really fast. It's very finicky. So I told my mechanic about it. He told me, it's probably the bulb. He'll change the bulb for me. All right, great. I got my car back. Three days later, the, the fucking blinker's blinking really fast. The guy didn't change the fucking light bulb. Oh, man. What the fuck? Now, I don't have the time, nor the expenses to throw at this guy to change my blinker, to change my light bulb. Oh, by the way, he told me to get my trunk fixed. It's probably with the motor because he hears it clicking, but it's not releasing the trunk. It could be over 200 bucks. Fuck that. I will suck it up. I will live in the 1980s. I will use the fucking key. But the blinker now, like I said, I don't have time or the money to get it fixed. So I'm going to fucking suck it up, man. I have to keep my fingers crossed. No cop sees me. No cop is behind me because, damn. It's kind of like a fun little game I got going on. Shouldn't say fun. It's actually rather stressful. So wish me luck. 
But that was my week, folks. Anyway, let's move on to bigger and brighter things. Our crew at A Shot of Wrestling is over currently at the world-famous Elks Lodge setting up because we will be there live covering their Summer on Smash pay-per-view. We ran down the card last week. It's a stack card. It's going to be fun. Great matches top to bottom. Plus, we here at A Shot of Wrestling are hosting the official after party. Rocking out to some karaoke there at the Elks Lodge show. Looking forward to it. Having a good time. The team's in place. Setting up. So we'll be throwing to them as soon as they are finished setting up. And as soon as they're finished here. So let's get right into it. Let's get into the news. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty. Nah, got ya. Not this week, folks. No SmackDown nor Fox have been in the news this week. But you know what is in the news? CM Punk. The verdict in the case of Chris Amon versus CM Punk and Cole Cabana is in, and the jury has ruled in favor of Punk and Cabana. On all counts, neither of them will have to pay any penalties or restitution. The jury came to the verdict within only two hours of closing arguments. Punk reportedly broke down crying to his wife, AJ. Amon apparently looked, you know, blankly. I, I have a feeling he didn't care. I think this is all put on by the WWE. I'm sure he didn't give a fuck. So I guess... Congratulations to them. A couple days later, CM Punk was interviewed about his upcoming UFC 225 fight against Mike Jackson, an interview in which he has assured his fans he's finished with professional wrestling and is looking forward to his career as an MMA fighter. He said, and I quote, a lot of people like to be mad about me about that and make fun of me because I lost my first fight. And it's like, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion, but you do not own me. And I am entitled to do what I want to do. And that's what I'm doing. Hulk also spoke about fans believing he will return despite showing zero interest since his last match four years ago, folks. That's a presidential term. That's a high school term. And I quote, doesn't matter what I say. I said, no, 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 no. So many times that people just are always kind of like, oh, so there's a chance? Folks, your idol, your God, CM Punk is telling you he's not coming back to wrestling. He's done. He's marked. He's finished. Get over it. Please stop this CM Punk chance. He's not coming back, folks. But speaking of CM Punk, we are recording the show Friday night as we prepare for BCW's Summer on Smash or at the Elks Lodge. But by the time the show is up and available to listen, UFC 225 will have been in the books already. So let's just break it down real quickly here. I'm not a UFC guy. I don't know much about UFC at all. But let me let me give you my guess. Let me give you my prediction. Now, I know Mike Jackson, from little that I heard about him, he's better experienced in the combat sports that CM Punk lacks. I think his specialty was boxing, if I read correctly. You know, Punk has been training hard. He's Got to do better than his first fight against Mickey Gall. I'm sure he will. Once again, I'm not a punk fan. Along the way he walked out of the business, turned his back on his fans, turned his back on the company that gave him his bread and butter. But I see the heart in him. I see that he wants this. I see that he's passionate about this. I, I see that he wants to succeed. So I, I have a feeling he will do much better this fight around. How much better? I don't know. But it's all about the second round, folks. If he can get past the second round, he will go on to lose by a judge's decision. So good luck to CM Punk. Good luck to Mike Jackson. Both men are 0-1. I think if whoever loses this match, their career in UFC is done. So I don't know if they're going to go back into boxing, maybe professional wrestling, go back on his word. God forbid if professional wrestling does that. Whoever wins here has a shot at the UFC career. Whoever loses here is done. And like I predicted, probably going to be CM Punk. I'm going to go over to Bellator. I know he's really passionate about this MMA fighter thing. Control the elite, man. Start from scratch again. And you know what John Cena says? Never give up. In other news. British wrestling legend Johnny Saint has been announced as the general manager for the upcoming UK brand. The announcement made by WWE describes Saint as, and I quote, a pioneering force in the UK wrestling scene and widely held as one of the most technically gifted grapplers of all time. He debuted back in 1958. His grappling style made him, quote unquote, the man of a thousand holds. 
and worked the British wrestling scene in the 1970s and 1980s. Saint began working with WWE back in 2016 as a guest trainer at the Performance Center before being announced as, you know, the GM. So good luck to him. They're making moves over there in the UK. I'm looking forward to see where it goes, how they build it. So good luck to Johnny Saint. In other news, it looks like the WWE is campaigning for a 2018 Emmy Award as they hosted their very first inaugural For Your Consideration event in North Hollywood this past week. WWE invited select members of the media to the big event, and there was a red carpet event followed by private screenings of Raw 25 Anniversary Special, the Mixed Match Challenge Special, and the recent WWE 24 Empowered Special, you know, about the women's revolution. Whilst pro wrestling has been overlooked in the past, perceptions have changed over the recent years, especially the whole PG rating thing becoming more family-friendly. Of course, the Fox deal and the signing of Ronda Rousey. You know, the, the company's gotten a lot of greater, more mainstream exposure. I'm just curious, is it the Raw 25 episode of Raw or is it the Raw 25 WB 24-7 special? Because the Raw 25 episode of Raw sucked. Ain't getting an Emmy now for that. What category would that be, even be in? So I'm assuming it's the Raw 25 24-7, but you got to be in it to win it, folks, so good luck to them, and uh, I hope they get it. It'd be cool to see WB being uh, nominated for an Emmy in other news. You know, I brought it up on our social media, A Shadow Wrestling on Facebook, at A Shadow Wrestling on Instagram, Shadow Wrestling No A on Twitter. Monday night, you know, I was wondering, where are the authors of pain? Another dominant tag team in NXT, you call them up, hype them up, and what happens? They disappear. Well, I guess someone's been following us on our social medias, because we have an update on the current situation of both authors of pain and... The other faction over in SmackDown actually totally forgot about Sanity. Dave Meltzer reports that, from what he has heard, the reason that we have not seen much of either one of them is simply because creative doesn't have anything for them right now. And more importantly, they don't want to lump these factions with the non-push tag teams, like the Hunter Breeze Dangos, the Revival, the other tag teams I can't think of right now. So that's that. I mean, hope they find something for these guys soon because... There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of heat behind these guys, and now it's kind of just flaming away. So, good luck to them. In other news, pardon me, folks, while I mark out a little bit, the XFL officially announced Oliver Luck, the commissioner and new CEO of the league. Luck is a former NFL and NCAA executive and also a former quarterback himself. He's also the father of current Indianapolis Colts starting quarterback, Andrew Luck. The announcement was made on the XFL social media accounts, and he talks about a much faster-paced game, you know, the future of this brand, this league. You know, I could go on and on about it. Let's hear from the horse's mouth himself. So Oliver, take it away. Football has been a constant in my life for more than 40 years, and I am thrilled to have the unique opportunity to reimagine the game. I'm excited to present a dynamic version of America's favorite sport. Like you, I want a fast-paced, high-energy, authentic, yet simpler game. And we intend to deliver that and so much more. Our games will be affordable for the entire family. And our teams, players, and coaches will be a source of pride for local communities around the country. Just last week, we distributed our proposal to 30 markets across the U.S. And we are working hard to select the right homes for our inaugural eight teams in 2020. This will be a labor of love as I get to combine my experiences as a football player and a football executive to create something that fuels your passion and makes you proud to be a fan of the XFL. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Good luck to you. I'm looking forward to what you bring to the table. Apparently, a big bombshell was dropped. 30 cities have been selected as potential hosts of XFL cities. The packets have gone out. You can follow them over at XFL on Instagram. XFL2020 on Twitter, I believe it is. Yeah, these fancy boxes, iPads with the presentations on them. Now, obviously, they're going to target cities with, you know, football stadiums. New York has to have a team. 
LA is going to have a team. I think they were looking at Orlando. It's not Orlando. Definitely Miami, Chicago, Houston, Dallas. You know, there's so many cities you can think of. So look forward to that announcement. Follow me at Michael J. Party on social media. You know that I got my new XFL t-shirt. As soon as that shop opened up, I placed my order. So I'm gonna, I still have the old one. So I'm going to keep that around. But I'm going to still rock my new one. Posted it on my social media. Do you know who liked it? The official verified account of the XFL. So uh, thanks, boys. Appreciate that. Appreciate the like. Maybe next time share it, please. And all the news. Now, this isn't really news news, but it's an interesting little story about behind-the-scenes business. Madison Square Garden has confirmed that AAA is looking to run an MSG show either September 16th or the 23rd. It has not been confirmed if they want to run the garden itself or the, the adjacent theater at Madison Square Garden, which only holds like 4,500 seats. However, if AAA runs the garden, it will be the first time that a pro wrestling group outside of the WWE has done so in, quote-unquote, the modern era. Historically, the E, as we all know by now, has a strong hold on Madison Square Garden. Uh, for those of you who don't know, New York City is traditionally considered a WWE territory. Going back to the territory days, it dates back to Vince's father, his, even his grandfather. I think most famously, WCW wanted to run a show there, but they were denied due to the arena's agreement with Vince McMahon and his family, which makes me remember the first time WCW had a match at Madison Square Garden. They hyped the shit out of that. It was on Raw. It was after it was purchased by Shane McMahon. But unless they made a hype that it's the first time WCW has had a match, anybody outside WWE has had a match at MSG, although it was part of the WWE at the time. PW Insider reports that WWE would technically still have the right to first refusal for that date due to their current agreement with MSG. But it is also worth knowing that MSG is not happy with the WWE running most of their recent New York City area events in other arenas, including scheduling every single event during the WrestleMania 34 week at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Yeah, well, that Barclays Center came around. Man, we don't see MSG too much. And of course, the rights are way too high. Dave Meltzer notes that W has lost its hold on the building and any promotion could potentially run an event there. I think there's rumors of All In 2 trying to run the Madison Square Garden. But due to the extremely high rent rates, it was highly unlikely that they could afford to run or even sell it out unless they make the ticket prices extremely high. And of course, they won't because no one's going to pay that much money. I'm, hey, let me shut up. All In sold out in what, like three minutes? Wait a minute. Did I just say three minutes? But moral of this story is that it's kind of interesting, although not really surprising, that the WWE is losing their grip on their home base of Madison Square Garden. We'll see what the future holds. I mean, they still run house shows there on a regular basis, including the Return of the Undertaker in early July, but I'll keep you updated. I'm curious to see what happens, so we'll keep, I'll keep myself updated. And finally, in other news... Hey, so do I. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, has said that one more match could be possible eight years after retiring. After years of saying it was never going to happen. He's retired. He's going to honor that match at WrestleMania 26 against The Undertaker. He spoke to Sky Sports and said the possibility of a return match is something he could now never say never about. And I quote, if it was just for a one-off thing, then it's something I would take a look at. It would have to be done right in the right way. People would have to accept that they wouldn't be getting the show stop or Mr. WrestleMania and that I'm now 52 years old. When asked about who he'd like to face, he discussed that his decision has changed over the years. And I quote, 10 years ago, I would love to have gotten in the ring with so many guys that are around today. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan would be good. And there's this guy in NXT, someone like Johnny Gargano would be fantastic. However, for a more of a one-off match thing, I would need to be tag teamed up with Hunter. So I can just go out there, do a few crotch chops and, you know, have some fun. Sign the contract, make it happen. So he's ready, he's willing, he's able. What match do you want to see Shawn Michaels be involved with? 
dial it up 619-343-3005 or comment on our social medias let us know there's so many possibilities out there curious to see what your answers are let's for it in the news the doors are open over the x lodge the crowd is filing in so while i do that let's get into some cheers and heels A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown. And Impact. Here and Heat. Not for nothing, Raw wasn't that bad this week. Much better than last week, last couple weeks. Cheers, Kurt Hawkins. Great segment. Fun, lighthearted segment. And it's also good, always good to see the Queen's native on my TV screen. I'm going to chill. Baron Corbin being the new constable of Raw. You know, I'm cheersing it because... This is going to be a good thing for him. He's going to be on TV on a weekly basis and more often than not, multiple times on a weekly basis. I'm going to heal it because doesn't he deserve better than that to be a backstage lackey to Stephanie McMahon? Give him a title picture. Put him in the icy hunt. He deserves better than that. But hopefully, takes this ball and runs with it and makes the most of it. And we're also big cheers. My man, David Otunga on commentary. I said it a while ago. Bring this guy back. He was drafted to Raw during one of those superstar shakeups, but he was relegated to the pay-per-view pre-shows because he was shooting for a movie. The movie's over with. You know what I'm saying? He was getting better and better week in and week out. I said, bring him back to SmackDown. Corey Graves should not be on two shows. Corey Graves does a great job, but he shouldn't be on two shows. Pick a show for him and give David Otunga the other one. Give him Raw. He was really drafted to Raw, no? Give me some more David Otunga. He's getting better and better, and this week proved it. Hopefully, uh, he comes back. You know, I'm going to heal Ronda Rousey on commentary. Ugh, jeez. Snooze fest. But also, side cheers. The raw commentary table trying really, like, like really hard to get something out of her. It's like, it was like pulling teeth. They would ask her a question. She would give a boring, short, quick answer. And then they would just try to, you know, ask her again in a different way. Trying to get more out of her. But she just wasn't having any of it. They tried their best. You know, can't always get blood from a stone, folks. Oof. We're going to heal the Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley segment, as usual. You know, not because it sucked this week. It wasn't that bad this week. I thought Sami actually came off pretty well and did a good job here. I think the best he's done in this feud. But the camera angle, when he was on top in the crowd, it was over his shoulder, and it showed the crowd, the hard camera side of the crowd, a lot of empty seats. You know, you know, maybe maybe he goes to the other side, you know, go to the side of the arena where the camera is. So when you go over his shoulder, you can see the crowd that we're used to seeing. Not a bunch of empty seats. Poor planning on their part. But Raw, you know, wasn't that bad. Overall, Raw was pretty good. SmackDown this week. I'm going to heal Asuka beating both Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. All right, she beat Mandy last week. I cheered that because Mandy got to show off her skills, what she could do in the ring. It was a very impressive showing by Mandy Rose. Why not do the same thing this week with Sonya Deville? Why not just give him a one-on-one match with Asuka and Sonya? Why bury both of them like that? On a side cheers, though, you know, it was a handicap match, but Sonya did get some offense in. She was able to show off somewhat she could do. Could have been better in a one-on-one match, though, but impressive showing by Sonya Deville. You know, cheers. This is stupid. Let me indulge. That backstage segment with the New Day and The Miz. I actually kind of found it pretty funny. A lot of the uh, New Day backstage stuff is kind of hit or miss. Most of it is misses lately. But this was pretty funny. I literally LOL'd. A lot of stupid innuendos, immature jokes, a little snickering, trying to hold her laughter in. And then the bit where they let him pick a name out of the hat to see who was involved in the ladder match. They blindfold him and replaced the hat with the names with a hat full of pancake batter. I don't know. Something about it is very funny. I needed a good laugh. And big cheers to Carl Anderson pinning Luke Harper. Good. About time. About time someone pins these guys. They haven't been on my TV, what, in weeks? They had a couple of what, pre-taped backstage promos, but now, finally, we have to see them live in the ring. 
doing their stuff, and you know, they lose. It's Carl Anderson, so good job. A little kink of the armor there. We're going to heal Rusev not being a part of this mixed match challenge match. Now, I get it. He was in the main event, but then, like, wait, wait a week or two for this match. Like, either make that main event next week on SmackDown, or make this mixed match challenge next week on SmackDown. Because you had Uso and Naomi cutting a backstage promo, talking about how they're the dominant married couple, only to go up against a non-married couple. Yeah, right, okay, whatever. We're going to heal the contract signing, being backstage. It was a lot shorter than a usual contract signing segments. And not as much physical altercation, but still must have sucked being in that crowd to watch it on a big screen. I'm going to side cheers here, though. For some reason, it kind of gave me one of those old school vibes where they did those old school contract signings at a table with the person in charge at the head of the table backstage in some sort of room. I'm thinking of Hulk Hogan, somebody else with Jack Tony at the head of the table going back to the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. But I'm going to cheers. Another old school vibe moment was when Big Cass came out to do his interview with Renee Young. He didn't do it backstage. He didn't do it in the ring. He went off to the side of the stage with his back to the ring. So the ring was in the background. Once again, a lot of old school moment from the late 80s, early 90s. Remember Mean Gene, even Shawn Michaels, Brother Love hosting their talk shows. The ring was the ring was back in the background. It wasn't backstage. It wasn't in the ring. So yeah, it was kind of a little, nice little flashback, although very brief, to those to those late 80s, early 90s days. I think Big Cass has done a lot of good work here. He's shown a lot of improvements since his first run with Enzo Amore. He's bland. He's boring. He's actually doing pretty decent. You know, showing personality, and I'm liking it. But for some reason, Daniel Bryan's rebuttal was epic. It was awesome. I mean, for some reason, I get it. Because if they aired this on SmackDown, it would have obliterated Big Cass, and there's no comeback from this. But Daniel Bryan's response is only on the WWE.com YouTube page. So I'm going to play for you now. I'll never survive here. As if I haven't already succeeded here. See, Big Cass thinks he's just a big deal because he's big. And he keeps saying, seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. You know what you can teach? Every single thing that I know. You can teach people the yes lock. You can teach people a heel hook. You can teach people how to kick them in the head so it's shin bone to the dome when your mama ain't home. Okay? But Big Cass, he hasn't learned any of that. Why? Because he's entitled and he's lazy. You think Big Cass had a message for me? Well, guess what? I've got a message for Big Cass. Big Cass, guess what? You said you're going to break my leg in half? You don't even know how. You haven't trained hard enough. You haven't been in the gym hard enough. You don't know how to wrestle hard enough to break my leg in half. Do you know what's going to happen at Money in the Bank? I am going to make you tap out one more time. Whether it's the yes lock, whether it's the heel hook, whether I just knee you in the face and stomp you in the face until you give up. That's what's going to happen at Money in the Bank. And you can't teach surviving that. Oh, snap. Loving the passion and aggression of Dana Bryan. Moving over to Impact. Last week, Drago was world champion, defending his title against Austin Aries. He lost, but this week, he gets a shot at the Impact Tag Team titles? Like, how did that happen? Why isn't he in the main event picture going for his belt? Was there not a rematch clause? Why is he getting delegated so far down? Going on my own ending saga with the flashback clips they show. This week's clip was seven minutes long. Okay, roughly seven minutes long. Yeah, I don't need to see that match. I don't need to see that much of a match. They showed the last seven minutes of this match between Tommy Dreamer and Rob Van Dam. All right, it, was, it was high intensity, a lot of drama filled, but I just don't need to see that much. Just give me the best parts. Give me little clips. Let me give me flashes. Because if I'm seeing the last seven minutes, if I'm seeing how this match ends, why am I going to go back to your little network and watch it again? Give me a little glimpse. Give me, give, leave me wanting more. 
Leave me wanting more so I will go and subscribe. So I will go back and see how this match ended up or evolved. Seven minutes for a clip. Oof. For a two-hour show, I'm going to cheers my man Eli Drake. I thought he was growing on me last week, and he still is. He hosts his own talk show, The Fact of Life. And I'm assuming he's a big Stone Cold Steve Austin fan here because he sounded a lot like him in his mannerisms or his inflections, I should say, his inflections. I'm going to play the clip for you now. Let me know what you think. I'm going to give you the top five dummies right now in Impact Wrestling. Coming in at number five, everybody. As I look around here, I see Impact Zone. It's going to be the fans of Impact. Dummy. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Because each and every time I look out there, I say, Eli Drake, and you guys go, sex, shut up. <laughs> because you know, you know what that is? That's called jealousy. And you know what that comes from? That comes from the undeniable Kavorka of Eli Drake. Because the guys want to be me, and the ladies will trust me. Oh, they want to see me. Yeah. But let's go down the list. Number four dummy coming in next. A man who likes to eat his bananas, Austin Aries. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. More on that later. Number three dummy right here in Impact Wrestling. We're looking at who? Impact Management. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a little stiff, Josh. Shut up. That's not time for you to cheer. I stand here, and I'm going to go ahead and name number two dummy. Are you ready for this? This is a hot story right now. Number two dummy, again, it's the fans of Impact. Dummy, yeah. Yeah. Dummies. Now, let's go ahead and move on to number one dummy. It's a very prestigious honor to be in this category, but everybody says this guy's on a roll, but I call him a crash-light half-wit, and the other thing I call him is... Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. And his name... Moose. So go back and watch Stone Cold cutting one of his what promos, and I got a very similar vibe. Now, is he trying to get yeah over as his catchphrase? Because dummy yeah ain't going to work, will it? Dummy, yeah. Moving on. Very heel Josh Matthews interviewed the champion, Austin Aries, via Skype? Apparently, Austin Aries is on vacation. All right, that's fine. The man deserves a vacation. He is the new world champion, but you couldn't set up some sort of remote satellite feed like I'm used to on Raw and SmackDown? Plus, you're on Skype, on your phone or laptop, but Austin Aries is sitting outside by the pool, and you can barely see him. Like, do you not know how lighting works? How apertures work? Dummy, yeah. You know, like, sitting behind the sun makes things darker? Dummy, yeah. We just experienced that with the fucking lunar eclipse, solar eclipse, last year? You can barely see him. He's all dark. Should have been inside, or he should be sitting on the side of the table. Very dark, very dark. And plus, the audio kept cutting in and out. Yeah, Skype sucks. This is why you should set up a remote satellite feed in his house. Clear, crisp images. <sighs> Man. Now, am I healing this, nor am I cheering this. I just need to talk about it. Let's talk about the unsanctioned street fight in the woods. Eddie Edwards challenged Sammy Callahan to a fight. And once again, Impact wanted nothing to do with this. So naturally, they took it to the woods. Impact did not send a camera crew. 
didn't send anybody out there, so Eddie Edwards brought his own camera crew. You see him pull up into the woods with someone operating a camera in the passenger seat, and he's talking to this camera, to the person, saying, no matter what happens, keep filming, keep recording, no matter what. Well, in a matter of minutes, there's like a ton of different camera angles. We had this camera angle, that camera angle, in the front, to the left, to the right, to the back. Like, where do the other camera angles come from? You're talking to one person. Where did all the camera angles come from? Like, who are these people? And at one point, Eddie Edwards had Sammy Callahan down in the woods, propped up by a tree. He took a like a bullhorn skull and drove the horns into his forehead. And through the power of editing, you see him bleeding more profusely as the shots come in and out. But at the end, he tells him he's going to kill him. A lot of cursing in this episode, a lot of bleeps. But then all of a sudden, Tommy Dreamer and his wife, Mrs. Edwards, come out of nowhere and stop him. Now what does Eddie Edwards do? He hits Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer goes down. Tommy Dreamer goes down. But going back, Sammy Callahan, poof, he, he disappears. He does this a couple times in the segment. Does he have magical powers? Is he their Undertaker? Like, where is he going? Like, what's the deal with Sammy Callahan? But then, that was it. Eddie Edwards once again said, this is not over. I'm going to find him. And he leaves his wife to comfort Tommy Dreamer. That was the end of Impact. So you're hyping this whole unsanctioned street fight, which starts at, what, 9.50? 9.51, I think it was. And that was it. So what's the future for Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards? I, th- I thought this was it. But I guess that's why I'm going to tune in this week to find out the answer. And you will as well, probably, because Impact this week drew a 296,000 viewers, which is up 4.6% from last week's 283,000. Impact ranked 119 on the cable top 150 this week. Last week, that show ranked 107. So once again, the putty factor, the putty impact is still in effect. Hannity topped the night in viewership with just over 3 million, while the Jerry Shore was number one in the 18 to 49 demographic. The Stanley Cup Finals averaged 6.019 million on broadcast TV for the night. I think that was the night where the uh, Capitals won. Yeah. Congratulations to them. Fuck them. Raw this week drew 2.525 million, which is up 1.2% from last week's 2.494 million. Besides last week's Historic low, this week's show drew the lowest viewership since the September 26th, 2016 episode. Raw was number five for the night in viewership on cable behind Hannity, Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson, and the Ingram Angle. Raw was number two in the 18 to 49 demographic behind, yep, you guessed it, Love and Hip Hop. Smackdown this week drew 2.138 million, which is down 2.6% from last week's 2.195 million, and is a brand new all-time low for 2018. SmackDown was number seven in viewership for the night behind Hannity, Tucker Carlson, The Ingram Angle, Rachel Maddow, The Last Word, The Five. But however, SmackDown was number one for the night in the 18 to 49 demographic. So that's some good news, I guess. But uh, Raw's up, SmackDown's down. Not the way things should be. But Impact's up. So I'm, I'm having some sort of impact on Impact. Let's go into some go-home thoughts once again. Talk about it at the top of the show. Money in the Bank viewing party. We'll be at the Crown Room on Bell Boulevard, Bayside, Queens. There is no cover. There are drink specials, food specials. Come out, hang out with a bunch of rowdy wrestling fans. It's better than watching it by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Interact with people. Go out. Have some fun. So come out to Crown Room on Bell Boulevard, Bayside, Queens for Money in the Bank. I am recording the show on Friday as we prepare for BCW Summer on Smash. Cover it live for you there. About to throw it to them at the World Famous Elks Lodge. But Saturday, June 9th, the next day, I will be going to HOG, House of Glory, Temperature Rising, to meet the Hall of Famer, one of my all-time favorites, Jeff Jarrett. So make sure you tune into episode 121 for my full report about that event. 
Looking forward to that. Cannot wait. But it's almost showtime over at the Elks Lodge for BCW Summer on Smash Bree. Combination Wrestling Bree with two eyes. You're going to see matches like Darius Carter going against Mercedes Martinez. Ali Rex taking on Santana Garrett. Eric Jaden against Eddie McQueen. Rick Recon against Joey Ace. Therap against Elkie Ducklings. Federated versus PCA. Plus, Azrael will defend his BCW World Championship. So, I can't wait. Sounds like a great show. By the way, if you cannot make it there, check it out in Fight TV. You're going to want to check it out because Green Man won't be on this show. Out of Shot of Wrestling. He is going to be sitting ringside with Pete Rosado doing commentary for the entire show. So, if you want to check out Green Man's commentary, see how he does. Make sure you check out Bree Combination Wrestling's Summer on Smash on Fight TV when it comes out. Go to Green Man. He's going to need it. It ain't, it ain't easy doing that. And uh, but trying to make him do it, he can. So, good luck to Green Man. But that's it for me here, folks. Let's throw it over to... The guys at Elk Slides for Summer on Smash. Michael J. Putty, take it away. Thank you, Michael J. Putty. That's right. The, we are here at the world's famous Elk Slides for BCW Summer on Smash. The crowd has just finished filing and the doors have been closed. We're about to start any minute now. We have a stack card top to bottom. Uh, it should be a fun, fun evening. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to get started. All right, folks, we are here at the Elks Lodge, about to get underway. First up, coming to the ring with the beautiful queen of wrestling, Nia Kennedy, the sexy Zane himself, Eric Jaden. Finally going against Eddie McQueen, making his BCW debut. Can't wait for this one. Waiting all month for this. All right, matchup to the way. Uh, here with Jeff, the intern. How's it going, Jeff? Oh, let me tell you, buddy. I just had the sensual feeling of Eric Jaden's bump side. No, it's front side against my bum side, and I have to tell you, it was one of the most greatest experiences of my life. Right now, he's going up against who? Eddie McQueen. Who's I don't really care because it's Eric Jaden's night. The smell or sight of him? Eddie McQueen has got a short crop, bleach blonde hair, but a bright pink beard here. Unique look for Eddie McQueen, for a unique character. Yeah, Jaden, look at him. He's shaking that booty. Oh, can't wait to get some more of that later. I think we'll stop there. <laughs> Eddie McQueen just left. Back out in the curtain here with perfume. Just paid Eric Jaden with perfume. Eric Jaden spraying down his crotchal region. Trying to keep it PG here. Eric J- gets bitch slapped by Eddie McQueen. The crowd is firmly behind Eddie here. Eric. Now in firm control. Eric Jaden just plants a massive kiss on Eddie McQueen. Eddie McQueen trying to disinfect his mouth. Spinning out to the crowd. Almost comes here, your boy, Michael J. Putty. Keep the spit that way, my friend. Eric Jaden distracted by the ref. Get blinded in the eye by that perfume. Eric can't see. Eddie McQueen with the scroll going roll up. One, two, three. Eric Jaden. Is defeated. Um, Jeff, uh, call the cops. I think someone got robbed here tonight. Jaden got robbed like a crazy bastard. Next up, we got the Celtic Dog himself, Joey Ace, against some sort of future Terminator soldier, Rick Recon. Uh, the first time I'm seeing Rick Recon, I'm here with Jeff the intern and Jeff Vacant. Uh, What's your first impressions of Rick Recon? 
An impress impressive power by Rico here. I don't understand that, that whole. Sorry, sorry, it's recon. It's recon. Oh, I'm sorry, recon. Well, I, I reckon recon is putting a hurt on joint on, on Ace right now. The five star stud. I feel that this is just, this is just he's giving him time. He's gonna he, recon is gonna have his reckoning coming. Joey Ace now by the commentary table by our own Green Man, by the way, making his commentary debut. Uh, Ace Andrews as a guest commentator. Joey Ace draw jacking to the Ace that runs the place. Gets himself in trouble. Recon going outside, attacking him from behind. Eric, welcome back. How you been? I've been great. How you doing, Mr. J. Pate? Tough loss tonight. Tough loss. Can you call that a loss? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you guys... How's your eyes doing, by the way? Can you see? No, I just went to the doctor. He flushed, he flushed him out. He, he cheated. Yeah, definitely cheated. But you know why he got my respect? No. Because he cheated a cheater. Mm, well said. That's fine. Well said. So he got the best of me. That's fine. I got it. I'll give it to him. It's... It's Pride Month. Sure. I respect the dude. He got over. Well, next time it'll be a different story. What do you think about pink beard? Do you, do you wanna I think I got it over my face, right, guys? Yeah. It's almost half pink yourself, yeah. Uh, you know, that kiss was kind of nice. Yeah. And I humped some dude. I think some dude. Right yeah. Oh, that guy. That was great, dude. That was awesome. Thank you. That was so, awesome. Uh, I mean, you're okay? I was a little rough on you. Yeah. It's well worth it. Oh, yeah. The question everyone wants to know. What the, better, the question everyone wants to know, the better hump. Jeff, the intern or Green Man? I'm going to have to go with Green Man. Green Man. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. Jaden, Enemy Queen 2, down the road? On who? Jaden, Enemy Queen 2, somewhere down the road? Get somewhere down the line road, yeah. I think Eddie McQueen, Eric Jaden, we're definitely going to do it again. Definitely. Definitely. Somebody needs to book it because he might have beaten me, but uh, I, I got to get him. I need some revenge. I can't battle, but you didn't win the war. No, that's honestly right. But you know what? I'm happy you guys are here. A shot of wrestling is here. Green Man on commentary. Green Man on commentary. Dollar for love coming soon again. 619-3433-005. So make sure you send those questions in because we're ready. We are ready. We're going to kill it. Ready, William Abel. Oh, definitely, man, because, you know. He just took it in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> hit, the, hit the showers. Get that pink shirt off your face. I will. And we'll see you later on. Thank you. Oh, good night. Back to the action in the ring. Joey Ace in firm control. Recon is down. Ace climbing to the top rope. No man's land. Where's he planning on going? Because there's only one way to go. Uh-oh. Joey Ace. Jumps down from the top row. It doesn't fall. Ace Andrews on the microphone trying to distract the salty dog himself, the five star stud. Ace Andrews is traveling to a rematch. Rikosh throws him up. Pop up RKO. Close to the cover. Rikon defeats Ace. Recon defeats Joey Ace. Thanks to, thanks to some distraction from the ace that runs the place. Ace Andrews. Salty dog. Looking a little pissed. Post-match, Recon went back to the ringside. Ace Andrews went back to commentary. Joey Ace. Now we're getting in his face. It's like he beat him already. He beat him already. Does that mean he's declining his challenge, Chef? I don't know what's going on, but one thing was for sure. Ace did not have an ace up his sleeve tonight. Next up, 
We got Federated Zone Ali Rex against well Santana Garrett, fresh off the May Young Classic. And uh, not for nothing, folks, I think Buddy's uh, a little spitting. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Woo-hoo. Man. Bells and sounds. Oh, just here. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I'm here. To see Santana Garrett up close and personal. Mm. I think that in the business is what we call Putty's type. Action's getting in the way here. Action back and forth between these two beautiful women. Santana Garrett, though. Wow. Woo-hoo. Hip toss. Take over on Ali Rex. Go for the cover. One, two. Ali Rex rolls over. Two. Two count. Action is fast and furious, folks. It's hard to kind of follow. Garrett with another roll-up pin-up. Kicks out a one. Both women reset here. Santana Garrett with a flurry of offense. Ali Rex doesn't know what to do. Goes with the roll-up. What's kicked out at two? Santana getting frustrated here. Ali Rex trying to catch her breath. Crap, firmly behind the beautiful smoke, you know. Santana Garrett. Ali Rex reverses into a code breaker. Goes with cover. One, two. Garrett kicks out at two. Yeah, Ali Rex is the one who's getting frustrated. Both women putting on a clinic here. Ali Rex. Calling, she's going for the top rope. Going for a high-risk maneuver. Santana Garrett. Whew. Beautiful woman. Wow. Wow. That's that move. Starting to, oh, finally starting to stir. Catches Ali on the top rope. Slaps her in the face. Stuns Ali Rex. Ali Rex. Spear. One, two, three. Ali Rex. Federated Ali Rex. Picks up the victory over the beautiful whew, Santana Garrett. Federated is off to a good night here, folks. Will this luck carry over later on? But very impressive debut by Santana Garrett. Hope to see a lot more of her. I'm so sorry that Sean Parr couldn't make it here tonight. He's right here! Ooh, I'm so sad for Sean. But you guys get to go and have the ultimate consumer experience. I'm sorry it's not at Burger King. It's right here tonight at BC Yeah! And you all are here for the night that I will make history just like I won the 4th match of the night BCW World Heavyweight Titles on the line as Azrael defends against Richard Holiday now Richard Holiday in a last minute substitution for Sean Carr that's her episode 119 here on a shot of wrestling last minute injury had to pull out Richard Carr gladly stepping in to get his shot at the World Heavyweight Championship here at BCW but Azrael starts off the match in firm control through a flurry of offense Roy Holiday goes for a move Azriel ducks, throws him outside. Now Azriel, the suicide dive outside to the ring. Bring Holly down to the mat on the ringside. Azriel now, bracing the crowds, chanting. 
Pujarali now in firm control, just toying. Oh, Azrael getting him. Ric Flair chops to the chest. Azrael's chest is now beat red here, folks. Oh, ducks the last chop. Oh, answers with a chop of his own. Oh, returning those chops. Azrael whipped into the ropes. Floats over, ducks the clothesline. Now Paula ducks the clothesline. Both men go for the low blow, but both men catch it. We're at a stalemate here. Both men holding each other's legs inches away from the private region. Azra rolls with a schoolboy roll up, goes to the cover. Holiday oh. kicks out at two. Azra charges. Holly tosses him out. Azra lands on the ring ropes. Oh! Azrael jumps to the top rope, but is met by a standing drop kick. A beautiful standing drop kick. Azrael is down. Now Roy Holiday. Call him Roy Holiday. Richard Holiday goes on the cover. Kicks out at two. Holiday now taking it to Azrael. You gotta wonder, as of a couple days ago, Azrael was planning for Sean Carr. That's last minute change. How to throw him off his game plan. He doesn't know what to expect here on uh, Richard Holiday. How's that going to play into the remaining of this match? Can Azrael get back on it? Crowd trying to get behind him. Rich Holiday down to the mat. Azrael now climbs to the top rope. Holiday getting on his feet. Azrael gets caught in midair by Holiday. The strength. Step down power bomb. Oh. Azrael literally kicks out at the last possible second. I thought he had him there. Holiday is now frustrated. What does he have to do to put away the champ? Holiday goes to the top rope. Azrael comes up to meet him. Adriel, both men teetering. Adriel with the cross. And Holiday goes flying. Adriel now going back over to the top rope. Frog splash. Frog splash. Two. And still, your PCW World Heavyweight Champion, Adriel. His announcement. So we are tonight. We got the PCA against Federated. Federated picked up the win. Now PCA picked up even a bigger win. Momentum is even going tonight's main event. All right, folks. I'm here with the beautiful Santana Garrett. How are you tonight? Thank you. Oh my goodness, I am wonderful. Um, no complaints. How was your uh, How was your match tonight? It was good. I wrestled Allie Rex, and she's amazing. This was our first time stepping in the ring together, and she's an awesome competitor. And I want a rematch. First time you here at BCW? First time. How was it? It was great. How was the crowd? Everyone's been so great. The crowd is wonderful. We got a This Is Wrestling, not just women's wrestling. We got a It's going to make you feel good, no? This Is Wrestling chant, so that's always a good thing. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm 5'5". Five five. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you're like... Yeah. 
I don't know, eight feet at least, at least. Um, so I have been wrestling for about eight years now. I am a second-generation wrestler. My father, TNT Kenny G, um, was trained by Dory Funk and was a wrestler on the independent scene and a promoter out of Ocala, Florida, my hometown, and then um, out in St. Louis, Missouri, where I got my start. Um, I trained for a couple months out there, eventually moved to or- back to Central Florida, moved to Orlando, Florida, where I trained with the Team Vision Dojo, um, trained out there for a while. I've done TNA. I've been contracted with TNA. I've done NXT. I have toured the entire, not the entire world. I'm being a little dramatic, but I've done multiple tours in India, Japan, Spain, England, Mexico, Canada, all over the United States. And I am just very blessed to have this life. And um, that's why I continue to put in the work, work hard every day, and just continue to make a name for myself and try to be the absolute best. How long have you been doing this now? Eight years. Eight years, wow. Yes. So what's next for you? What's next for me? I mean, I'm just going to continue killing it. I recently got into uh, um, acting, modeling, that kind of stuff, just to kind of, you know, see what else is out there to add to my resume. But, um, you know, just going with the flow. So where can fans follow you on social media? Let's see here. We've got Twitter, at Santana Garrett underscore. Instagram, at Santana Garrett. Facebook, at Santana Garrett. Snapchat. I've got it all. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. A little spitting. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just kidding. Have a good night. Take care. Have fun. Back from intermission, folks. Still trying to come down from that beautiful interview with Santana Garrett. Whew. Ma, get the wedding invites ready. Anyway, where, where are we at? Where, what's, what, what's going on here? Okay, here we go. Um, Ugly Ducklings. BCW mainstay, the Ugly Ducklings. Going against... The rep. Now the rep we first encountered back down in Atlantic City at Standalone Wrestling. They're here making their BCW debut, and uh, what a test they got here with the Ugly Ducklings. Ugly Ducklings came out, did a little quack thing, coming up to the crowd. Rep was not having any of it, and uh, you know, slowly back. Oh Jesus! Oh, oh man. Somehow the Ugly Ducklings got the rep into the corner, opposite corners. They go in the second rope, beat them down. The rep pick them up and powerbomb them into each other. Rep. Oh. Oh. The rep is in firm control here. Dominating showing so far from the rep on their BCW debut. Ugly Ducklings got their hands full. All four men are now down at ringside. Coach Mikey is in here with the rep's representative. The reps rep, I guess. Oh, both managers are now jaw jacking. Rep with a beautiful stand up drop kick. Coach Mikey down at the bottom of the ring. Oh. Reps totally dominating the Ducks here. Somehow the Ducks have fought back. A member of the rep in the middle of the ring. Big body splash from one corner. Oh, a stomp from top rope in the other corner. Ducks go for the cover. One, two. Oh, whoa. Ho, ho. Rep kicks out at two. The rep is showing there. Never die attitude here. The crowd's trying to get behind the Ducks here, though. Wow. Ducks are still stunned. I think I am too, folks. What's next? Oh, Ducks trying to mount a comeback here. One rep down at ringside. The other rep prone position in the corner. Oh, cannonball. Into the corner. Ducks pull the rep representative to the ringside. Ref covers one, 
to. Oh. Yeah, the rep member. I'm sorry, folks. I don't know their names. I didn't catch them. Breaks up the pin. All four men are down in the middle of the ring. Duck is going for the finishing move. Rep, the rep manager hits the man on the top rope with their championship belt. Rep, out the referee looking. The rep just hit a 3D. Rep. Pick up the victory on their BCW debut. Another impressive showing. All right, folks. Rep, fresh off their dominating debut here. I am with the beautiful Ali Rex from Federated. Ali, welcome. Oh, hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm feeling great. I had a great match with Tara Garrett. So, you know, feeling really pumped right now. How's that match go? That match went great. Um, she was a very great competitor out there. I respect her really, like, a lot. So I was looking forward to this match, and it just it went as great as it could. The crowd was chanting, this is wrestling, women's wrestling. How did that make you feel? Um, that made me feel great because that's the reason we're out there. This is the women's revolution right now. So being out there and hearing them chanting, like, this is wrestling, like, that's exactly what this is about. That's what we're going for. Like, it's just a great feeling. How was being on Raw the other week? Oh my gosh, that was so, um, a lot of fun. I, I marked out on my couch, hardcore. <laughs> Did you? And that was, yeah, it was a ton of fun. Uh, I came out in front of the Congo line, so I got to like dance a little bit, have a little boa on, you know. It was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now you're representing Federated tonight. Federated is a big matchup. Do you think your win gives them motivation for tonight? Yeah, oh, of course. And I hope that just pumps them up just as much as it pumped me up because I'm ready. I'm going to come out with them. I'll be there. So what can go wrong? I'm ready too. Where can fans find you on social media? On social media, you can find me on Instagram at Allie Rex, the same with Twitter, um, Facebook, Allie Rex, everywhere. Just at Allie Rex. Keep up with me, please. Good luck tonight with Mike. Tell him my best. See you later tonight. Take care. Bell sound. Here we go. Next matchup is what I've been looking forward to. Wrestling's richest prize. Goes up against May Young Classic semifinalist Mercedes Martinez. Now vacant. What are your thoughts on Mercedes Martinez? Mercedes Martinez, former competitor in the Mae Young Classic. She did actually very, do very well there. And now she's going to test her medal against the franchise Darius Carter, who I don't know what he's trying to prove here, but can Mercedes Martinez do the impossible or what some people consider to be the impossible? Rise above a man, a man as chauvinistic as Darius Carter. There's Carter laying the offense on Mercedes Martinez, but she's been answering back to anything he's been giving her. Apparently she has been well-trained, well-scouted. You wonder if Darius Carter took it for granted that she's a woman. Oh, no, Darius Carter is just having an arm lock, kicking her in the face. Mercedes Martinez now trying to fight back. He's got him a headlock. Hip toss to Darius Carter. Go for the cover. Oh, Darius Carter gets his shoulder up. Mercedes Martinez starting to mount the comeback here. All right, uh, Darius Carter is now for Jeff, you said you're worried about your girl here. What's going on? Mercedes, I, I have all, all the positive thinking in the world that Mercedes can pull this off and rise above the chauvinism that Darius Carter exudes on a weekly basis. Mercedes Martinez is no ordinary woman. She's a woman that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a man and whoop that ass. Starts to kick his ass now, mounting the comeback. Mercedes Martinez got Darius Carter on his heels here. Oh, float over, bridge. Darius Carter kicks out at one. Darius Carter rolls out to the ring, trying to catch his breath. Darius Carter taking to Mercedes Martinez. Jeff, you had a good line here. What's your, what's your thought here? Darius Carter does not look at Mercedes as a woman. Right now, he's beating her like a man. 
He feels that if a woman is going to hit him, that he's going to hit back just as equally in force. And that is what Darius Carter is trying to prove here. He can beat any man or any woman. And that he can beat anybody. And Darius Carter showed no mercy here. And treating, stumping a mud hole and walking a drive right now on Mercedes Martinez. I don't know if Mercedes can come back from this. Yeah, Darius Carter taking it here to Mercedes Martinez in his intergender matchup. I think Darius Carter is kind of surprised though. Mercedes Martinez has delivered a bigger fight than he ever expected. Darius Carter, for guess what they call it? The Haluva kick. Mercedes Martinez ducks last minute. Now, Darius Carter hung up on the top rope in a precarious position for a man, Jeff, as you all well know. You know, Maggle, I'm surprised that Darius Carter has lasted this long. Just with a school, schoolboy Royal. Oh. Darius Carter kicks out at two. Ah, oh, kick to the midsection. Darius Carter. Oh, beautiful float. Oh, three amigos here coming up. Number Doss. And going for a third. Can she execute it? Can she do it? Here we go. Oh. Hangs him up on the top rope. Swinging neck breaker, Darius Carter. Referee, two. Darius Carter. Kicks out. Mercedes Martinez is, is stunned, and uh, Jeff, so am I. Darius Carter talking trash to Mercedes Martinez. Calling her scum. Saying she's nothing. Darius Carter brushing his shoulder off, delivering a vicious forearm to the face of Mercedes Martinez. Darius Carter showing no mercy here. Jesus. Oh, another vicious forearm to the face. Mercedes Martinez drops to her knees. Darius Carter still jawjacking. Once again, she gets up, slaps him in the face. Forearm to the face. Forearm to the face. Mercedes Martinez trying to mount a comeback here. Darius Carter is now reeling. Darius Carter raking her in the eyes. Ref trying to break it up. Mercedes Martinez can't really see what's going on here. Darius Carter, firm control. Tosses her outside. Give him a chance to catch his breath. Mercedes Martinez with the belly to back suplex. Another belly to back suplex. Mercedes Martinez trying to mount some sort of comeback here. Darius Carter just traveled with a boot in the face. She catches him. Oh, snap suplex. She goes to the cover. One, two, Darius. Kicks out at two. You gotta do much more than put wrestling Rich's prize away like that, lady. The action continues. Mercedes Martinez just standing in the corner. Darius Carter runs up with the Haluva kick. Lifeless. Collapses on the ground. Darius Carter goes to the cover, but she kicks out at two. The fight is resilient in Mercedes Martinez. What does Darius have to do to put her away? That's it, folks. <laughs> wow. And uh, I, I hate to say this. Upset? Darius Carter goes for a standing suplex. Mercedes Martinez reverses it to a suplex of her own. Hooks of the leg. Darius Carter cannot power out of it. Mercedes Martinez picks up a victory over Darius Carter. The winning streak comes to an end. Very impressive showing by Mercedes Martinez. Great match. Great intergender match between these two heavy fighters. Now for other folks, I'm going to see this again. Darius Carter making his way, dejected, to the locker room. By the way, folks, if you listened to the last time we were here, BCW's Friday the 13th. Give an update. The Spoken Hot EMT is back. I'm probably might make his way over to talk to her again, because I'm going to kind of roll talking to the ladies tonight, Jeff. Uh, Spoken you, know, Hot. you know, let me just talk about Darius Carter right now. He kicked a beach ball that was in ringside, 
And that's actually kind of ironic because Mercedes Martinez kind of deflated his balls right now. In our next matchup, folks, we got Mike Skyos, accompanied the ring by Cartwright, going against the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. Now, early tonight, Ace Andrews set commentary with Joey Ace in the ring. I would not be surprised if we see another visit to the salty dog himself. But right now, Skyos taking it to Ace Andrews. Skyos has taken it to Ace Andrews pretty much all night. Ace Andrews finally catching his breath, getting a second win here, taking it to Mike Skyos. You know, Ace Andrews has got to fight off Mike Skyos and his manager. What's his name? Cartwright? Well, Ace Andrews right now is fighting. Who is this? How about that smoking hot chick walking by that distracted us? I don't, I don't know. This is just chick just distracting me from my thought process. Smoking the hot chick with a black cocktail dress just walking by. Anyway, dress of the nines, way over Jeff. She must be lost. Anyway, back to the action in the ring. My scale, second to Ace Andrews. Here we go, Jeff. Ace Andrews right now, who laid out a challenge to Johnny Ace. I wonder what's going through his head. Will he actually get what he asked for, or will Johnny Ace finally respond to his challenge? That's what I said earlier tonight is uh, Andrews interfered in Joey Ace's match. So I'm looking forward to Joey Ace making an appearance tonight, but I haven't seen him yet. Oh! Ace Andrews throws Skyhouse into the manager. Those are the crippled crosses in the center of the ring. He's got it locked in tight. No choice. Mike Skiles taps out. Ace Andrews. That's why he's the ace that runs this place. No Joey Ace. I guess I'm a little surprised. And in our main event, PCA goes up against Federated. Now, PCA had some last-minute injuries, which forced AJ Pan to go out and make some last-minute signees. Representing PCA this week. Absolute Alvin officially joining PCA. And Rex Lawless. Now, PCA versus Federated, long-standing rivalry. The winner of this match, whatever faction wins, will have the ability to choose the opponents of the losing faction in July as BCW presents Red, White, and Bruised. You can see Absolute Alvin back in the BCW ring. Big fan of his, but he's lined up on the wrong side here. I think Federated is going to take this one. All hell's broken loose here. PCA not letting these men make even their entrance. Michael Anderson on the top rope. Drag Michael outside of the ring. Drop Michael Lindo hard on the outside. Brute finally come back around. Taking on Absolute Alvin. McDrake taking on Rex Lawless. Where's Ricky Martinez here? Is it a three on two? Jeff, supposed to be a six on six? Supposed to be six on six? I don't know. Where's, uh, where's Ricky Martinez here? Well, I, 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 well, with Ali Rex here, that's a pretty dangerous combination here, too. She just came off a win. Who knows what she's going to do to the PZ's guy? Uh, all hell is breaking loose. Rex Lawless coming back from the out backstage. The table in hand. Has this match even started yet? I don't think it has officially started. Heard the bill. All hell is breaking loose, man. Michael Leno's down. Ali Rex by his side. Uh, absolutely! Uh, wow, brute on one knee, trying to stop. <laughs> I'm getting. Uh, what, what's going on? Yeah, smoking hot EMT right in front of us. <laughs> I guess they're packing up to leave. 
don't want to leave just yet. This match is going to be vicious and violent. Brute, no. Throws Rick Laws into the ring. Where is Ricky Martinez? You know, uh, Jeff the intern right now. But that's what you started. Here's the bell. Started. Jeff the intern has, does not believe in kayfabe at the moment. No, I know. I am believing that Green Machine is in pain. Speak into the microphone. It's still, it's still real to him, damn it. All right, match is getting on the way. Some control and order has been restored. All right, so minor update here, Jeff. Part of the six-man tag has been turned on to a two-on-two standard tag. We've got Mick Drake. And Brute representing Federated against Absolute Alvin and Rex Lawless. Two new signees to PCA. Does this change the game plan for either team? I don't think so. Taking on Big Mike is actually a very good strategy right now. So it puts a level playing field. Mike Orlando is a big, powerful guy. But right now, it's two on two. You never know what's going to happen right now. Rex Lawless, Absolute Alvin, new signees to PCA. Just on the proof. Absolute Alvin, major powerhouse. Strong, agile. And Absolutely. And absolute power. Absolute power. There you go. PCA now has divided the ring in half. McDrake has, cannot escape this double-team onslaught. Brute in the corner, eager to get in. What do you think Absolute Alvin is doing here right now? Alvin's just biding his time. Resting up so they can unleash that power on the Federated right now. How bad does Brute want to get in right now? You know... The factor right now is this. They took out Mike Orlando. He's probably playing into the minds of Federer right now. Who knows if their psyche is all intact right now? And where's AJ Penn? Where's brand ambassador Mr. Martinez? Who knows where they're at, but at the same time, they can't concentrate on that outside the ring. they got to concentrate on what's inside the ring. And that's the two men that they have to face and pin in order to secure a, pin, secure a win. Mick Drake just exhausted, running on fumes, can't even escape this half of the ring. Brute dying to get in. See what happens coming up. All right, man. Mick Drake finally gets to the break. Goes to tag in Brute. Absolute happening. Goes around. Knocks Brute off the ring. Mick Drake trying to get his second win here. Smart move by uh, Absolute Alvin. Oh, here we go, folks. Mick Mike Orlando's back. Mick Drake. Orlando, big man Mike. Green machine. Kick right in the face. Now it's Mike Orlando, the fresh Mike Orlando against Rex Lawless. Things are looking up for here, Federated. Uh, once again, folks, all hell's breaking loose. Who's a legal man? I don't even know. Bodies everywhere. Uh, Mike, Mike Orlando's the legal man here. Alex pushing him back in the ring. Whoever that guy was couldn't lick up, lift up the Lex guy, and it was... Oh, Azrael comes out of nowhere. He already had a match. He's not even in this match. BCW World Champion. Oh! Was there a table or what? Mike Orlando just spears Azrael from the ring. I got to find out if there's a table or something. The bell just rang. What just happened? That was insane. Good to some EMTs out here. Both men are not moving. Uh, Mike Orlando put his body on the line for Federated. But the bell rang here. We're trying to find out the decision. What's this qualification? Listen to what he said. What? Why was he disqualified? What? 
Jeff just going back from ringside. Um, what was his qualification? So because of an extra man that wasn't supposed to be there because it's supposed to be a three-on-two, if I'm not mistaken. So because of the fact that it became a three-on-three, that's not what the match was supposed to be. Uh, it was supposed to be a three-on-three. Well, then I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because uh, you asked the wrong person because I'm just... Well, that's worth my time. I'm a little flabbergasted here. Michael Lando, Ali Rex, and Mick Drake in the ring. Stunned at what happened. Uh, I don't... Disqualification? What? Michael Lando, Brutes. Mick Drake and the beautiful Allie Rex standing a ring in the middle of the ring. Crowd starting bullshit. Once again, Mike Orlando about to flat their handles here. What just? Now supporting fully behind Federated. Still don't know what happened here, folks. I mean, the second show in a row ends in bedlam, ends in controversy. Don't know what's going on. Maybe Green Man has some answers and come back from commentary. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got the beautiful Mercedes Martinez B- BCW debut, right? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I was uh, glad to make my debut today or tonight, I should say. How was it? Oh, I kicked somebody's ass. <laughs> Not just anybody's. Wrestling versus prize. Darius Carter was on a hot winning streak here. And you just ended it. Of course. That's what I do best. I end streaks and take names, bro. Now, is going against the man, did your game preparation change or is just another match to you? Uh, the only preparation I did for this match is to make sure I hit harder. And you definitely did. I heard those hits. <laughs> those are with authority behind those hits. Of course. Did you see how hard he hit me, too? I did. I think he uh, overestimated me just a little bit near the end, but he he didn't pull no punches, man. He hit me just as hard as I hit I him. I believe in you. You believe in me? Yeah, I believe uh, in you. Bacon over here was your biggest fan. Uh, the crowd was from behind this match. How did it, how did it feel? He ch- this is wrestling. How did that, does it give you an extra energy when the crowd's behind you? Oh yeah, for sure. Like it, I think they didn't care if it was a male or female. They just it was a wrestling match. Like we put out a wrestling clinic out there. We did chain wrestling. Like he gave me his his best stuff, and I gave him what I had to give him. So I it was. It was one of those matches where if you had like the, it was a bigger venue or just just I don't I don't know I just I wish it was just more people here to witness something that was so special. Was it a harder fourth than you thought it would be? It was. It was. Um, I I underestimated him just a little bit, just a little bit because I seen his stuff. You know, when I prepare for a match, I I know the background of people and I, I watch their matches and stuff. So I kind of knew what he you know what what he can give me, but I didn't expect him to hit me as hard as he did. Yeah, no one did. That was vicious. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I feel like, like a champ. Yeah, but I took it. I took it, I t- and I beat his ass. <laughs> you did. I mean, firmly. There was no. Yeah, bruh. <laughs> Pick it right behind you. What's next for you here? I'm not sure. Um, I, I I put it out there. I challenge anybody. Um, you know, I'm here. I made my debut, and I'm ready to uh, come back and and take some more names and make another statement, just like I did tonight. So whoever they want to put out in front of me, I'm here. Male or female, folks. Male or female. That's how it works. Martinez, whose ass would you like to whoop next? Yeah, who do you want to kick next? Uh, I go for the top. I want a champ, bro. Azrael? I want the... Hey. Me, I know Azrael from way back. Way back. So, hey, if he's got the strap the next time I come here, why not? Why not put another wrestling clinic out there? I think the fans will want it. They will want to see a female, Mercedes Martinez, out of all that, to win a strap. Green man, Anthony Coley, book it. Book it, bro. Book it. Where where can fans find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which is the real M Martinez, as well as Instagram, same handle, and Facebook, same handle. Uh, I respond faster to Twitter than anything, so you can hit me up there. 
Press to you. Thank you for your time. Have a good night. Hope to see you soon. Yes, yes. Thank you. My pleasure. You, son. All right, folks. That is it for here at BCW Summer on Smash. But welcome. Hey, welcome hey. back to Green Man. Hey, Green Michael Man. J. Putty. Thank you for making time here as Lonely, folks. It, it, is, it is not Big a time. shot of wrestling without the Green Man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Though you've um, been doing a great job without me. I've been handling the interviews. I talked to many of the performers here tonight at Summer on Smash. Did you see me on commentary? I saw you. I didn't hear you. How did you do? Uh, I did very well, in, in my your, opinion. In but your hey, opinion, okay. my opinion really doesn't matter. Doesn't. What matters is when you see BCW Summer on Smash on Fight TV. Message us. Dial it up, 619-343-3005. And let me know how I did. You were right at the entrance ramp. You had a good view. What happened here? What was, why was it disqualification? I'm kind of at a loss here. What uh, happened? What was it the cue? Oh, you want to know about the ending Please, of tonight's yes. event? I'm, I'm at a loss. I got no view. P, uh, Mike Orlando was focused on PCA and focused well, on the... He should be, yeah. And focused on the BCW Championship. Now, the two members in tonight's match were Rex Lawless. What's that six on six? What about Ricky Martinez? Rick, Ricky Martinez had suffered an unfortunate uh, car accident on the way to the venue. Um, oh, he's all right. Uh, he wasn't able to make it. Uh, you can listen to that commentary when uh, BCW comes out on Fight TV. But uh, that's why he wasn't able to be here. Now, Mike Orlando s- still focused on um, the BCW championship. Who came out for no reason. And knew that that Azrael is PCA. Yeah, thinking duh, that Azrael is now part of this match. You would think. Which he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He never was. He struck Azrael the BCW championship. Ergo, he gets the squad. No, that's not how it works. He wasn't even involved in the match. If Azrael struck him, that's a DQ. But he struck a non-member. That's not, that's not DQ. It is a DQ. No, he wasn't even involved in the match. This is bullshit. This is, this is collusion. Well, we, we, we heard the fans. None of them did believe it was bullshit. But you know what? We're Hitting a member who's not involved in the match does not result in DQ. If Azrael hit him, that's a DQ. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to find out. This is bullshit. Out. This story is far from over. Federated and PCA are going to continue this war when BCW goes. Did you hear the announcement? Yeah, what's it called again? To the Bronx. We're going to the Bronx, yeah, baby. I, I can't make it. I'm too white for that. <laughs> it is going to be amazing. BCW, Red, White, and Bruise. What a beautiful name. Yeah, whoever came up with that is a genius. <laughs> Well, folks, that is it here for Summer on Smash. Once again, um, great match, oh, great night, so great night of action. Make sure you check it out on Fight TV when they come out. When did they come out on Fight TV? A couple days, a couple weeks? Yeah, it usually takes a week or so before we get back onto Fight TV. So, so make sure you take stay to the social medias for Fight TV presents Summer on Smash. Before Jeff the Intern vacant and the returning Hollywood Green Man. I've been your host at Buckley Buddy. Until next week. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night everybody. <laughs>